What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 27 of The Hard Stuff with Bailey and Caleb. And it is Bailey's pick today. Yeah, you bet. 27, my pick. So, I know you're a vodka guy. I do normally enjoy it. So, I picked up a little a little special bottle here. We got Lemon Daddy Blueberry Lemonade Flavored Vodka. Okay, so I'm not big on the blueberry, but this looks... Honestly, looking at it, gives me like Pink Whitney vibes... That, yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too, so that's why we went for it. So we got 750 milliliters, so three cups, 33% alcohol. Ooh, 33. So where is this? Um, yeah, sorry. How much was it? Uh, 24, 24, 25. Okay, so, so like relatively 20 bucks, cheap. Yeah, like 20 bucks American. Like I think easy, easy drinking, I'm hoping. All it says is, pucker up, buttercup. It's time to go for a ride. Uh, enjoy me straight up on the rocks or with soda. So it's going to be tart. It's going to be incredibly tart, I think. But I'm hoping the blueberry is less tart than the original because the original looked just like lemonade. So are we going on ice here or what? I think so, yeah. I'm assuming you didn't chill the bottle? Well, it's been sitting in my truck for a couple hours, and that was four degrees. So it's like it's cool to the touch. Did you pick this up today? Yeah. Uh, hook me up there guy so this is actually it's local too so it is from bc out of Kelowna, made in canada interesting actually yeah so we'll see this could be terrible i doubt it it's just like you get into these and it's just like it's vodka but it's really juice yeah that's kind of what i'm hoping for but this whole bottle might be gone tonight i might be calling in tomorrow <laughs> It's overtime. Uh, You're not obligated. I, I can't say that. My boss watches the show. <laughs> <laughs> smell test? Doesn't smell very strong. No, and it doesn't smell super tart. I smell a lot of blueberries. Yeah, which I'm not a big fan about. Uh, whatever. I'm going. It doesn't taste very good, but it's easy to drink. Ask me after this class. That's kind of how it feels. I feel like this one, it's not great off the start. No, no. If you already got a buzz going or you get a couple into this, it'll go down like nothing. Yeah. Like, it's not It's it's not. It is kind of tart, but it's, like, dull. Yeah. It's not strong. It doesn't burn. Mm -mm. Super easy to drink, but it just does not have a good taste. I think for me, it's a little less lemon, a little more blueberry. I don't taste really much lemon at all to be yeah. honest all right we'll have to try the lemonade one next time oh there's another flavor yeah yeah they actually have like a plain lemonade one but it looked super sour so i was like yeah i'll try the blue one okay so what's the rating i don't really know i think this would be one to kind of mix with like sprite yeah that's what it says it says to try it with soda that's like the recommendation so oh, okay it'd probably be good with sprite i'd imagine but i don't know for me we're kind of rating it as like a shot, right? Alongside Pink Whitney. I think Pink Whitney's better, but as a shot going down straight. No, no, no I, I just mean the category. No, no, but that's what I mean. So if we rate this as a shot and it was actually chilled correctly, I think it would still be tasty to just go down. Yeah. Like if you poured a shot of this for you and three other guys, easy gone. Yeah, absolutely. But not as like enjoyable and tasty as Pink Whitney. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think it's as good as the... Uh, the Smirnoff one we had. I agree. I, I put this close to like the hard iced tea one. Oh, from last week. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think I'm like that same kind of offbeat. Yeah, I think I'm at like a six probably for for this. Just because I think it would go down easier, chill a little more correctly. I'll give it a six and a half. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't usually drink vodka, so this was a big branch for me. I've and see since we started this, and honestly, since I've been drinking with you more, I'm getting to know my rums and whiskeys better. I know, like, and, I and I'm going the complete opposite. I keep picking like vodkas and gins. I haven't drank much vodka, so. All right, so let's talk. Uh, today, Sunday, April the tenth. We jumping into the Masters. We're jumping right into the Masters. Okay, right off the bat, I have to say it. I am shocked by Rory. Yeah, I mean. If you're going to pick a day to play golf, you might as well make it Sunday, I guess. Right? Like three rounds of just absolute dog shit golf. One over coming into today. Yep. Shoots eight under today to finish minus second seven. at minus seven. Yeah, unreal. Unbelievable. I watched the end of that today, and it just, it was like watching. I knew Scheffler was doing what he was doing. I knew Tiger was out of, out of contention, but the funny thing, and I want to talk on this a little bit later, is like he still gets a lot of camera time. Oh, tons. And then you watch the tee-off times and the scoreboard and creep in, creep. I'm like, wait, is that Rory? I think I watched him hit like, I can't remember what it was. He was like tied 14th. I'm like, wait, you started like 30-something. Yeah, yeah, he was not even close. And then so then like coming through the leaderboards, you see him hit like top 10. He was tied 8th, I think. That's not bad. And then it's just like keeps going, and you're like, Oh my God, what is he doing? Yeah, he had a shot. He had a serious shot. It got to that point because by the end of it, when he was on 16, I think he was minus six. And everyone's like, is he going to do it? That would have been fucking incredible. That would have been arguably on the same level of comeback as Tigers 2019. Yeah. Like that would have been nuts. But it's Rory. So he didn't win. He did not win. So. Let's talk about that because how many times has this guy ended up as the fucking bride's sister and never the bride? I, I thought that's just how he lived his career. Oh, I you, fair. You know what? Fair enough. I think he played the best until he hit like 25. And then yeah. he just never plays first. He was first. like one of the most unreal up-and-comers ever. And then he was just like, ah, I got paid. I'm good. It's not even that because he always talks like he wants it. He's a big part now of like the PGA. We've talked about him recently in like – his role in the politics and stuff. So, like, he's set his place, but it's just funny to hear every single time. Well, honestly, between us, we've talked about it, too. In the last two years, has he really had super relevant placing? No. So this, then he, I think this is his best tournament in a long time. I think so, too. Especially at the caliber, because it is the Masters. Well, and that's just it. Everyone comes to play. DJ put on a show for the first two days. Yeah, absolutely. He came out swinging. So it was great golf. Like, I'm not taking it away from him. It's just, like... I find it funny that, yeah, you, you just couldn't finish. So we'll, we'll get to Scheffler, but uh, did anybody surprise you by how bad they played this weekend? In particular, a very muscular doughhead. I was going to say Bryson. Yeah. Didn't make the cut. Ended up 60-something, I believe. Yeah, he was 13 over by day two, I believe. Yeah. So he didn't make the cut. Uh now, do you think instead of shooting... 12 over, sorry. Okay, 12 over. So, do you think instead of shooting that uh, Dude Perfect video that we talked about last week, maybe he should have played a practice round? I'm just curious if there's something, if it's whether you cue it up to his injury issue or if it's something in his head. Because, like, he did his Dude Perfect. He looks like he honestly had fun in that video. 
Oh, yeah. But then when it came into the par three thing, like their little get together thing. Yeah. The, uh, the Wednesday night. He was supposed night. to go on that with Dude Perfect 2, and they called it due to weather. He put out a video, but like everyone else went and competed. Yeah. So, and he, so he bailed on that. Then he showed up day one. It wasn't as bad. I think he shot like five or six over, which is whatever. Everyone was doing bad first day. Yeah. Like a lot of the big names were down in that level. He was right with like Brooks, John, everyone like that. And then day two came out and he just tanked. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't even get any camera time, honestly. No, which was weird because I thought he had a decent grouping. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing with decent golfers, but yeah, he just played shit golf. He played shit golf. Now, do we want to talk about Matt Wolf? Did you see the club break? No, I didn't. Okay, so Matt Wolf, I think it was the first round. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. Hits like a fucking hosel rocket, and then just kind of like leans on his club, and then just aggressively leans and leans and leans and leans more until really? it finally snapped. It was like a just like out a, of frustration. Yeah, like a five iron or something. You could see that he was trying to break it the entire time he was leaning on it. That's brutal. But at the point of this, I think he was like six over on a Thursday. Yeah. So like took himself right out of contention immediately. 24 or 25 years old, whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. Why the hell is he getting so mad at this? Like you played shit golf right off like, the rip. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, you, you get in that headspace. I think it's just like that's what happens. Yeah, but is he a guy that should be getting into that headspace? When was the last time he won anything? Well, that's what I mean, though. It doesn't matter. So if you go in, like, obviously, all these guys that range from 10 through 30 on the cut, like, get paid. Yeah. And I get it. Lots of these golfers, and I'm not saying they're not capable, but you go to these tournaments to get paid. You're making your living playing golf. And, yeah, like, realistically, you're trying. Yes, you want to win the thing, but you know you're not on the same caliber as those top 10. Like, you can't justify to me that you go into these tournaments like, I'm going to win today. Apparently, you can, though. Because the world number one, John Ram, uh, was lower than Tiger going into today. I think he actually missed the cut. No, he didn't. They played today. Okay, so he went in lower than Tiger, though. Yeah. The world number one. Yeah, but he isn't. He wasn't on the top ten all weekend. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, but that's what I mean, though. It's like so you go into this. I'm saying like between me and you, if we made the cut every time, and if you played on the tour, and would you be happy with thirtieth every weekend, and you're getting paid two hundred k a pop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of question is that? So that's what I mean. These guys go in. You could say you're a world-class golfer. You might be 50th on the world ranking, but you're a professional golfer. I'm saying that these guys go in. Your goal is to be the best and you to win. But it's like if you haven't placed top 10 in five years, like you're just going to continue your career. I think the Masters is a little different, though. I mean, we've seen a lot of like... The invitation mm, cutoff's a little different. No, no, but even for like guys winning, we've seen a lot of odd guys win we had hideki I, last I think year that's the course though too maybe but they it's, get plagued with like weird ass weather first two days of this was brutal wind. yeah that's true even like even last year's even fucking tiger's 2019 win his first day was like atrocious yeah i think he buried one in the water even yeah and then it just came out like his last two days of play were unreal all i'm saying is this tournament does not seem to go with the standards like I, no, no, no. your top I can players agree to seem to suck. Uh, apparently, Rory only plays good on Sundays. But that's what I mean, though. I'm not surprised at like Bryson. I don't think John Ram's an upset because of like his first two days. He wasn't like number one and fell all the way down. No, but as a world, 
as quote unquote the world number one, yes. you should place top. But 20. his last year's world number one or number two, like DJ, he came out, displayed the same amount of talent. He fell off though by the end of it. That's true. But whatever. Okay. So something I want to touch on. Did you watch it all, James Piot? No, I've never, I've never even heard of him. So he got a lot of hype coming into this one. He's 23 years old. Ooh. Michigan State NCAA golfer. Okay. Very, very good. His first two days, I think he was like minus four, minus three. Top 10. Came out day three, day four. And I don't know if it was the nerves that got to him. What happened? He was getting a lot of camera time being a junior player. Young out there killing it. And then... I just had it up here. Where did he finish today? Oh, come on, come on, come on. I've never even heard of this guy. I didn't really uh, either up until today. Uh, fuck, I can't find him now. He tanked. That's all I can say. Oh, okay. I thought this was going to be a no, Cinderella no. story. He had an awesome, awesome time. I was even enjoying watching him. Like He was in one of the good pairings, and it just sucked for him. Nah, it's tough. <laughs> okay. So... Scotty Scheffler won. Are you surprised? Not really. I wouldn't have guessed it going into it. Honestly, like we kind of hit our predictions. It just wasn't in my yeah. thought. But after his first two days, it's like, okay, he wants it. And he and has been playing good golf this year. He has. That's what I mean. If you listen to some people talk about it, it wasn't like a big shock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's talk the Tiger, Gr- Tiger Woods Grand Slam Irons. Since we're, we're on golf already, we'll talk about this a little bit. Right. We mentioned... Okay, I just need to correct o- myself. Sorry. Oh, Piot? Yeah, so Piot. He was minus four, minus three day one. That's not bad. Day two, I was incorrect. He came out to plus 11 and did I not make the cut. <laughs> I could have shot 14 over at Augusta. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what I mean. He had so much hype day one, played awesome golf, and then just, oh my God. Wow. You think it was nerves or what? I, I honestly think so. I can justify that when you're 23 yeah. years old. Holy shit. That's tough. You're playing with like everyone you've ever idolized. Yeah. Tiger e- comes yeah, back. Yeah, everybody you watched for the last 10 years growing up. Yeah. Whatever. Good for him for being 23, getting the invite to Augusta. Yeah. I can respect that. All right. So speaking of Tiger, Tiger Woods, Grand Slam Irons. We talked about him two weeks ago, I think, when they first yeah. went on sale. We gave our predictions as to what they were going to sell for, what the putter sold for. I don't remember either. But if you had to guess right now, because you haven't seen it, correct? Mm-mm. Okay, so they closed last night at midnight or something? Something like that. It was either early this morning or late last night. During the Masters. Yes. What do you think that set of irons went for? I'm going to say 500 k You are not even fucking close. Higher? Oh, my God, way. 1.6. You're not even close. Like, you're not even touching it, man. Really? These set of irons, so it's like a 10-piece, I think, two iron to pitching wedge, sold for $5.12 million. Holy shit. Yeah. I think that blew all of our guesses out. Yeah. It, yeah. You thought I was on crack. I think I guessed like two and a half mil yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it was because f- the putter was like 500K or something. Yeah. But I guess, like you said, though, in the middle of the Masters, Tigers come back after 500 days. Props to whoever was dealing with that auction because that was two weeks ago. They're like, Masters are coming. We got to win. Yeah, yeah. We can we can squeak a little extra money out of this. <laughs> so, surprised? So fucked. I am. Yeah? Because like you said back then, it's the same thing. It's like, 
no matter what you do, so be it. Like you got that for your man cave or to showboat to your friends. And then like, do you just hang an iron all the way around your man cave? Like, I think that's what you do is you hang an iron in every room of your house because at $5 million, I'll guarantee you got a 10 bedroom house. <laughs> like hundred percent. I just want to know if they're getting shipped to Dubai. I hope they are the first prize for the whatever the fuck the first Dubai tournament is. And I hope Phil bought them. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> I think the PGA would have outbid him just so he wouldn't have had it. If they saw Phil Mickelson on the fucking bid ticket, they would be like, no, no shot. It's like big calves 2012 or some dumb shit. That'd be so awesome. I'd fucking <laughs> love that. Okay. That's impressive, though. That actually surprises me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, I read it, I checked the update two days ago, and they were at 4.6, and I was like, oh, wow, that's high. Like, I figured that's where it would close at. Yeah. And it ended up at 5.1 and change. I was like, holy shit. That's impressive. So, in your opinion, though, do you think the Masters helped that? Absolutely. 100%. Like, you think in the last three days, this bid went up, like, 2 million or something? Uh, yeah. I think I did. I didn't check what it was at. I should have checked what it was at when uh, Tiger announced that yes, he is playing. Yeah, because I'm sure that day it went up at least a mil. For sure. I'm sure the first practice round it went up probably a mil. <laughs> and then I'm sure seeing him In shoot contention. well Thursday, yeah. it went up probably a mil, right? Like everything kind of just fell into place for these irons to make more money than you and I will ever see in a lifetime. Challenge accepted. Ugh, fucking best of luck to you. That's the purse I'm taking when you lose to Joe Rogan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Undefeated. I don't know. We don't talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so kind of ridiculous. But yes, to answer your question, I think the Masters helped that exponentially. So I'm just like, okay, I agree with you on that. We've touched on that. I just want to go back to this since I know we were both fairly relevant in it this weekend. Were you happy with the Masters? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're always happy with the Masters, right? Like, it's never a bad tournament. Yeah. I would have liked to see the names you watch golf for maybe play some fucking golf this weekend. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it in the fact that lots of the guys that we see get a lot of camera time didn't this time. Like, and by that, I mean, like, Morikawa didn't get a lot from, like, where we were watching. Nobody pushed today. I think he ended Finau up didn't today. get fuck all, which I loved. Yeah, he fucking played like shit. <laughs> And then, like, same thing. I'm not opposed to it, but it was kind of nice not seeing um, Bryson get a fuck ton of camera time. Yeah. Like, you got to see a lot of this. Someone that did decent, though, that I'm surprised didn't get a lot was uh, Fleetwood. Yeah, I feel like he never gets camera time, though. I, I agree. He's, like, one of the biggest guys out of Europe, and they never fucking put him on TV. And I don't know if that's, like, just their system for how it is in the U.S., like, where we get our screen time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... You and I can only ever watch one grouping ever anyway because Canada barely fucking supports golf. Yeah, it's tough to get here. But, and, but even that, like, Rory got quite a bit for the first two days shooting like ass, and then it just escalated as he climbed. Like, so be it. Yeah, but I think, like, I don't DJ think got a lot too. Fleetwood and DJ and Rory are in the same caliber, right? Like, you think DJ and Rory, you're like, oh, these guys, they're golf. When you think golf, you know those names. Yeah. A lot of people don't know who Fleetwood is. I also think, though, that's part of, like, 
their branding, their sponsors, like their fucking poster boys everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got like DJ and his wife and the family that he's involved with. Like yeah. he's just relevant in everything. Yeah, and he will be like yeah, like you said, his wife and who he is just in general. Yeah. Like yeah, I agree. So I think that wraps it for golf. Um we missed it last week, but March Madness wrapped up April fourth, I believe. Monday. Monday was the championship game. Okay. Number one seed, number eight seed. Oh, that's why we didn't hit on it then. Yes. Okay. I totally forgot that it actually happened after we recorded the episode. Okay. But, yeah, Monday night it happened. Number one seed, Kansas, taking on number eight seed, UNC. Um, predictions going into it, I figured Kansas was going to walk UNC. I'll be honest. Okay. Because they absolutely handled but neither the of them seed. were in your bracket, right? No. Okay. No. No, oh, fuck. The last four teams, none of them were in my bracket. <laughs> Did, yeah, didn't even fucking matter. I wasn't even close. But the two days before, because I believe they did the semis Saturday, Kansas walked the number two team by 16. Beat Villanova by 16 or 17. Oh, wow. And then two days later, had to play the number eight team, which you'd think they'd walk. Yeah, well, well I don't know. You've been talking about it this whole month. That, that hasn't been happening. Yeah, that's true. There's been upsets all over the place. But... One by three. Okay. Incredibly close game. I, I mean, I think that's kind of why everybody watches March Madness is like, I'm sure everybody that is not a Kansas fan wanted UNC to win just because you're like, oh, eight seed, I want them to win. Yeah. Seems to kind of be a theme with March Madness, which I like. I know you don't give a shit about basketball, but it was... I'm not opposed to it. Like, I don't mind... I can enjoy basketball to the fact that, like, if you're getting drunk watching it with buddies, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that more than baseball, period. Oh, yeah. that Don't even get me fucking started, man. <laughs> we, we won't be talking about baseball on this show, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, they wrapped it up. Uh, one big story coming out of March Madness as a whole. Doug Eddard, we talked about him two or three weeks ago. The only white fellow for the St. Peter's Peacocks. Yeah. He has entered the transfer portal because he finally got some recognition this year, and he's moving to Bryant University, I believe. Never heard of it in my life. <laughs> Apparently, they're higher ranked, but I don't even think they made the tournament this year. So he got, obviously, whatever scholarship to pay for his school and probably some kind of booster. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. Okay. People saw him play well this year, and they're like, oh, who's this kid? We'll we take can him. afford him, yeah. yeah. So that's nice to see. It's nice, like, kids coming out of small schools, because we talked about it, that school... It's like a high school gymnasium. But that's what I mean, though. I think, like, for not being a fan of it, though, I like hearing that these underdog schools and shit are doing that. Yeah. Because, you know, come next year, even two years after, like, it pumps up their program. If you place higher in the seed, it gives, like, your prospects that are obviously dreaming of these other ones, and then they don't get picked or you get dropped down at these different scholarships, and they're like, you know what? I can't commit to that. Like, they play decent ball kind of thing. Yeah. Where before, it's like, I'm not going to that school. Yeah, and I think it's tough for a lot of these kids. Like, depending on where you come out of, it's not a whole lot of scouting going on in some high schools. Yeah, I honestly. believe that. Like, if you're not in a couple and of I, big I, states. I know a lot of people in the states. Like, it's different, too. Like, I understand that you can't travel to these camps and get your recognition. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. So, I like seeing that. I've never heard of Bryant, so I'm hoping it's a good move for him, but whatever. So... For I don't know who he was in your pool or who you did this with. Did anyone get any of these brackets close? My one friend got close, and they had Duke winning, but they 
like Duke lost in the semis. Yeah. That was the closest I heard. Oh, really? That was the <laughs> only guy that even came anywhere close to like my friends or anything was Duke winning and they lost in the round prior. That was it. In semis. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mine was broken after the first day Kentucky <laughs> lost. So that was awesome. So whatever. I'm going to try again next year and I'm sure we'll have this same conversation in a year. They <laughs> go, like, oh, fuck this team because they broke my bracket day one. I say, so with that, I know you didn't as much in the quarters and semis. Like, did you watch much of this, or you just kind of kept updated on your brackets? Uh, I tried watching a lot of the Sweet 16. I like that. Like, the Sweet 16 is kind of, I think, the best section of basketball. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's either the teams that are coming off big upsets and they're feeling good about themselves, or it's the teams that absolutely stomped in the round before and they're feeling good about themselves. Okay, fair so enough. it seems to always be two confident teams going at it. So, so I try to keep more updated on that. And then obviously as the finals come, you watch a little more. But I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the semis or even the, the Elite Eight, to be honest. Fair enough. But whatever. Live and learn. I'll try again. You've also been traveling, shit like that. That's true. So, okay, so that's it for sports, I think. Um, okay, I kind of I want to move into our big topic. Yeah, let's talk about we, it. We... Held this off. We are going to do it for its own episode, but I think it kind of suits this one. We're a little light. And we're three episodes in now. We've given it an in-depth view. We put our effort in, so it's time to talk about Halo. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Halo. <laughs> so, I know what upsets me, but I'm going to ask you some, what I'm going to call unbiased questions. Okay. Are you content with the introduction to who the, who the characters were? Like, you're content with, okay... With the introduction, yeah, like, I think so, yes. Okay. Even, like, for every introduction, even up through episode three, first impressions were good. Yes, absolutely. I think first impressions were good for me as well. When we get into details, how do you feel? Like, we talk... It's, okay, no, no, I get what you're saying. So, Like, when, just, just character details. Yeah, yeah, when you get into depth of the characters i think i'm gonna be more on board with it than you are absolutely i know we're gonna get to it the big one i'm fairly similar to you but the rest of the supporting characters are starting to work for me okay so we'll talk about master chief we will but uh let's just talk about the mains i'm gonna say episode three saved a lot for me after watching that today the correct voice helped me. Yes, absolutely. And we'll get to that too. <laughs> but let's start kind of, let's start episode one. Yeah. Um, how do you like the Spartan team, Silver team? How do you like them? Okay, so as far as personalities and characters go. So we've got, like, and I'm going to count this. I'm saying it right now. I'm counting episode one is so far Master Chief helmet on. Yes. It worked for me. I liked it. The only thing that my comment for that episode, it's not even about character death that bugged me, was it's in the trailers and they push this big fight scene in the f start on this outpost island yeah. with humans. Yeah. So whatever, coming in attack, barely any spoilers. But what happens, my only issue with it is the CGI got a little blocky. Okay, time out. I'm going to, should we put a spoiler warning on this? Probably, right? Uh, no, we're, I don't think we'll hit the story. We're going to say who's in it, though. Okay, fair enough. Okay, CGI being blocky in episode one. That was my big beef. 
Uh, I think I agree with you. Like, you see all these fucking memes come out. Like, you play a Halo game and you can't jump more than two feet. And then you watch Master Chief do a 15-foot front flip. Yeah. Or a fucking air jump. Like, a double jump. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That was kind of fucked. And especially, like, and again, this is, it's a weird bias, and I get it, and people can have whatever fucking opinion you want. I don't care. You get into these games, this is based, like, to us in the lore and the story. It's pre-combat evolved. You're learning about all this. Yeah, this is the first interaction I don't with the think government. you get a fucking booster or a double jump in Halo until, like, Halo 4. I also, yeah, whatever. Like, that's my point. It's no, like, I agree with that. That's a f- totally fair statement. So, one thing that pissed me off about episode one was we are in 2552. Something like that, yeah. So, 530 years into the future. Uh, what He's mad the about f- the cars. No, I'm over the cars. I understand 2002 fucking Chevy Suburban. I get that. <laughs> Let's, you know what, though? While I'm we're calling here, you on that. While we're here, the Warthogs looked great. They did. We saw some I don't some think Warthogs. that was episode one. But no, it might have been episode two. They look great. The Warthogs look awesome. I love it. And like a little segue there. They're actually getting props from the community saying sure they, are. they did that pretty well. Oh, the Warthogs? Yeah. Okay, good. Because the Warthogs were done well. But back to what I was saying, the weapons that the outposts are using, I think are fucking stupid. Like we're 500 years into the future and we're using 1980s Soviet AK variant guns. I get that, like, because, yes, a couple, like, they reminded me actually very much, if you think back to, like, Call of Duty, it was the G36C. Yeah. That kind of style. And I agree with you a little bit, but on the whole end of it, I'm not that upset because I don't even think I would have been mad if I seen a straight-up AK. Just we be- did. We saw a few. Was there? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, you go back to the games and even, whatever, 500 years in the fucking future, everything's based off of, like, bullet powder still. Yeah, no, they are using... But that's what I mean. Like, so even that's, so that's the DMR, thing. the BR, the Magnums, like, it's all ammo. Yeah, it is real bullets. So that's another thing that pissed me off about episode one. For some reason, the humans' bullets do absolutely nothing <laughs> to know. the Covenant. Nothing. Like, glance off, get absorbed by shields, whatever. Master Chief rolls in with a Magnum and is all of a sudden one-shotting everything. Yes. Not really, but... He's having no problems with shields. He's getting easy headshots. Like, it. I don't think, unless that thing is shooting fucking laser beams, it should be on kind of the same level as the human guns, right? Yes. That pissed me off. I'll be honest. Yeah, and no, I agree with that. Because, yes, you watch these guys fire this fucking turret. Nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. Master Chief picks it up, insta-kill. Yeah. I, I agree with that, honestly. So that was kind of weird for me. Uh... One thing I really liked from episode one, they brought back the original shield recharge sound. Noise, yeah. I like that. How do you like the HUD? Well, the HUD is bright orange and it doesn't show anything that you see. It has the health bar at the top. Yeah. That that's it. I was really expecting like a like a Halo C E HUD. I know, and it would have been nice because the funny thing is, like, we watched it today. Um Forward under Dawn. Yeah. And even that yeah. HUD was a lot closer. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that pissed me off. But, whatever. Okay. So, as a whole, as we talked about episode one, what's your honest overall? I loved it until the helmet came off. Okay. I'm, I'm, I agree with that. Like, I think... it. No, I shouldn't say I loved it. Because, 
like whatever the fuck his name, Pedro, Pablo. Yeah. Like Pablo said, he's not doing the voice, and it's fucking evident. It is, but it's not like the worst thing ever. I hated it. I I don't like it either. Like like I said, I've been on the subreddits and everything like that. I hope when this is done, we get a full on dub version from the original voice actor. I would love that. Like I said, they were talking about starting a fucking Kickstarter for it. Like I'm borderline about to spearhead it. Hundred percent, I would put money on that. I don't know. I don't like him as Master Chief personally. Um, but. We'll, we'll get into that more as we talk about relationships. So let's talk about that. Uh, Halsey cast well, I think. I honestly did like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Halsey cast. I think the relationship she has with Master Chief, I like that. I like how that's portrayed. Yeah. It, it's, it suits what I imagine their early relationship would have been. Yeah. Because like, Coming it's not a spoiler for program. anyone that plays the games. You know, they kind of go to bat for each other. Yes. It's always been that. But now... She's still like twisting and controlling the narrative. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I like seeing that. I do. Okay, I like that too. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is I can't even remember her name, but the young girl from the outpost, Qua or whatever. Yeah, Quan. I think Quan. Yeah, Quan. I just I, don't get the relevance of it yet. I don't get the relevance of it, and I also hate this. I uh, I'm gonna say it right now. Daughter, I never had relationship. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Well, if they go that route, I agree it's shitty. But that, if they that's leave the it, vibe I'm getting. Though. If they leave it right now, the vibe I have is that like it's this little morality key that went with him doing his stuff. Okay. And I just it's again I'm I'm not trying to spoil it here. So what I see happening is it's going to come full circle with Quan Chief and the new antagonist that we've met. They're all going to meet on the planet kind of thing, and shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. I think we got to have to fucking talk a little spoilers here, man. <laughs> We're three weeks in. I'm done doing this. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's ta- talk about the antagonist, uh, the chosen one. Something, yeah. Something like that. The chosen. I don't even know if she's got a real name, but uh, human abducted by the Covenant years before Raised this. Raised by the prophets. Yeah, yeah. Like, like 20 years before this show is actually set, Yeah, roughly. Like you said, raised by the prophets, kind of controlling the elites. Like, she's got a big role in the covenant. Yeah, whatever it is. She can get the key to work. I don't remember anything like this in any of the lore, in any of... Like, like I understand that there always has been the prophets. I know that part. Yeah. Not once have I ever heard of whoever this bitch is. Uh, I was even... Like, it's been a long time since I played, like, Combat Evolved, but I don't even think Chief was ever, like, a fucking chosen one like to make the keyword yeah no i thought he was just like a a prototype like it came later that he was part of that tech and like the forerunner shit yeah but never that early so same thing with this whole family queue in now and yeah so yeah we can't talk about this without talking spoilers let's be honest here so Chief is the chosen one, so anytime... Here's the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen episode yeah, three, turn it off. Turn it right off. Now. Fucking fast forward to minute 57 when we do our closer. <laughs> but Chief's the chosen one. He touches the key, and all of a sudden, it... Well, Shows I, a halo ring. Yeah, he gets a halo ring, and all of a sudden, his memories start coming back. Yes. And Halsey shits a brick. Yeah. Like... 
I I think we could have done this show without his childhood trauma. I'm hoping it adds some That's sort of just relevance. It. Like, I don't want to judge it. Yeah, yet. We're, we're too early for that. I agree. But as of three episodes in, I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it's helping. I'll give you that. Like, I'm the sure only thing it it's helping do, and I think again, it's too soon because, like, from Combat Evolved all the way through Halo Five, like, we as players know that Chief gains morality and a conscious and like is more human. Yeah. But through Halo One and Two, that doesn't exist. Yeah, and it and that's my biggest beef with this so far is episode two especially. There's too much dialogue from Chief. There's too yeah. much helmet off time, especially on a busy fucking planet. I think almost the entire episode was helmet off. That's what I mean. And I get that as an actor, like you don't want to hide your face, blah, 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 blah. But you signed on as a guy that's never fucking taken his helmet off. Well, who did the acting for uh Halo 4 movie? I have no idea. It actually wasn't even the same voice. No, it wasn't the same voice, but it's he closer. did the whole thing with his helmet on. Yeah, but it also wasn't a Master Chief movie. It's a fucking Halo movie. Like it's about Master 15 Chief. Minutes. Doesn't matter. It's about fucking Lasky and the cadets. Don't care. If it's My a Halo point movie, is, it's a Master Chief movie. Even to the story, to Chief's attitude, mentality, like you can't tell me from the games he would ever go into a busy planet full of rebels with no law yeah. and walk around with his fucking helmet off. Yeah. I think he is incredibly soft for how everybody portrays Chief. Yes. Incredibly he needs soft. to be more machine and not being humanized already. Yeah, we're yeah we're three episodes in. He's already like I'll, fucking spoiler again. I'll, he's already gone rogue and taken out his pellets, so his suppressants. Yeah, like what makes Chief Chief? He is doctoring out of his body. Yeah, we're three episodes in. So is this just gonna be a battle with himself the entire season? The only thing I hope we see in season one that will help me get along with the rest of the story is that we show Cortana switch loyalty to him and not Halsey. Yes, I agree. That'll be a big one. Yeah, I would like by that. the end of it, the whole Halo franchise is Chief and Cortana. Yeah. They're their own that. fucking team. Fuck the UNSC. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Cortana. Uh, all CGI, I believe. I don't the think... The clone wasn't. When the clone came out of the ch- thing, it was the same actor as Halsey. Yes, but now I believe... The hologram is all CGI. I don't think they're basing it off Halsey anymore. No, it's not. I, I I don't know for sure, but if I was willing to guess, I bet you it's close to the actor. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if the actress was in the bubble suit, like the yeah. dots. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but so but far, the correct voice. Yes, yeah, so far we have the Cortana voiceover, the only true to game voice so far that I know of. I will guarantee it's the only one we see. Think so. <laughs> Who else is there? Arbiter, maybe. I would fucking laugh if we saw Arby coming back, man. <laughs> I would, uh, I fucking forgot about Arby. Wow. Okay. Cool. I like that. <laughs> but okay, back to Cortana. Like you said, she is the Halsey puppet show right now, which is fair. I mean, that's how it started. Yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah. That. I'll, that's totally fine. But like you said, I think we need to see Cortana switch sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can run an entire season one with Cortana being the Halsey bitch. Because that's my biggest worry, is they're riding a very close line right now where it's like 50% you can get on board from the games, and 50% they're running their own story, and which I'm okay with. Like, I understand you have to do that for TV. I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You don't want something that every gamer knows the whole fucking story spelled out. Yeah, and it wouldn't attract people that didn't play the games if you did that either. But what I want to see is it stay more loyal to that fan base. So they have to start making some alterations, like to follow those arcs. Yes. Like maybe working away from Silver Team, more of a lone wolf. Um, Cortana weighing in with him. Yeah. I'd love to start seeing some of like, like honestly, like Lasky come in. Some of these generals we've met throughout the game, Sarge, yeah. shit like that. Oh yeah, Sarge. I really hope they bring Sarge in because he's huge. He's huge for the Marines, huge for the UFC, like you said. Yeah. They need supporting characters that are done correctly because they have supporting characters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, because uh, and I know, I'm I know he's going to be a big part, and we haven't seen him yet. Is the dude that took over. Uh, Magradrill, whatever the planet guy. Yes, Ma- Madrigal. The... He'll be an antagonist, that dickhead. Yes, absolutely. We're already kind of getting into that. Um... I just hope that from episode three, I don't even know how many episodes this is going to be, that they're not going to jace the whole John family story for very long. I if they try and I undress the not... whole like Spartan program about how they were abducted and shit like that, I'll be fairly upset. I think they're in too deep to it now to bail. Because they've all we've already met John's friend from the program. We've already get got into John's memories. We know his family. We know that he had a lovely dog. Like, but the only way you know this shit outside of the games is like if you deep dive into some of the books. And like, deep dive into the books. Yeah. Like not just fucking read them for fun. Like you gotta actually give a shit. You gotta get into a few of them before you ever learn about like how they were abducted for the fucking Spartan program. Shit yeah. like that. For anyone that doesn't know, go read it. But it's it's like a six book fucking commitment. Yeah, it's it's not for casuals. I, I'll be honest. Like I I sound like it's such a dick, like such a gatekeeper <laughs> saying something like that. But like I didn't deep dive into the books, but I know enough, quote unquote, enough of the lore that I'm I'm following this deeper than I want to. Yeah, you're invested. Yeah, like I'm too invested that it's pissing me off. Yeah. So I don't know, but. Last thing, let's complain about Chief. Let's just do it. Wait, all, I've already complained about it. My only thing, like I said, I can get over the voice. With the other hand, I think he talks too much. Mm-hmm. Like there's too much dialogue. He's too humanized. Mm-hmm. And that he shouldn't. I don't even, I'm not even upset that they took the helmet off. Cause like, I just, I know they couldn't do one, two, three, four fucking seasons without it happening. Yeah. But again, it's just too much of the helmet off. Nice ass, though, eh? <laughs> yeah, you hit episode three and fuck, it's all off. Yeah, we see episode three and he's just fucking stark naked. The only thing you don't see is the hammer. Yeah. <sighs> Was that necessary to the story? I didn't even mind that because I get digging out the chip. Like, I think it suited it. It wasn't like an upsetting thing. Yeah. It just it takes away from everything else. So, yeah, I think because we see that happen and we see Cortana help. Plus, actually, I'm just I'm gonna segue here. Okay. My biggest beef with that is that through the games and all this other shit, you think like Master Chief is just some mutant big dude. Like you always hear the Spartans are engineered, they're huge, they're enormous, yeah. and this and that. And like he's a big guy, he's like six five or something, but he's not walking around at three twenty. Like, no. To me, you think about that, you think he's just some fucking juice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's. You want to see of, someone like Dwayne the Rock Johnson size? Honestly, probably would have been a better cast. <laughs> they voiced that over. He's too busy doing Fortnite, though. Yeah. Okay. So, 
we're invested though now. I don't want to be, but I'm going to watch all the episodes. That's yes. my takeaway from it. Like I, so far, I am one for three on episodes I've enjoyed. Which one did you enjoy? One. Okay. I th- like that was the one I enjoyed the most. Two, I hated with a fiery fucking passion. Okay. We watched three today, and it was okay. All the or Cortana saved the entire episode. Yes. Yes. If, like her coming through, being like, because I like her. She's always talked more. Yep. Kind of telling John to fuck off, introducing to the teens like that fixed that whole episode for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that pissed me off is she's blue, not purple. I'm colorblind. I don't give a fuck. Fair enough. Okay, so we're talking about games anyway. New game came out. You mm-hmm. tried it. I haven't. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I got like Borderlands spinoff. Between six and ten hours in it. That's pretty good. It is. It's fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I will play it to, to completion. Game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it plays like Borderlands, though, I'm going to guess. Very much so, except, like, for me, when I played Borderlands 3, I got to the Tiny Tina part, and I did it all. All the side quests, everything, because yeah. I love her lore. So this one, you get into the story, and, like, her dialogue, everything is just so good. That's good. Because she's like a volatile character in Borderlands 2 and 3. Yeah, but just like a little girl on acid and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, with too much dynamite. Yep. Yeah. So, And then you throw in like a whole D&D vibe and it's glorious. Is that where we're at now? It is. Ooh. So this whole thing is like played kind of like fourth dimension. Yeah. Where you're playing, like the whole game is set up as like she's your dungeon master. You're playing like D&D. Yeah. So that was one thing I was actually a little concerned about. Is it just chaos all the time? good so it sets it up like there's a guy you beat whatever in the lore game and like you have to go through and beat him and it's based on like you're protecting your queen which is a fucking i can't even remember the name it's the fucking unicorn that shits diamonds from the, all the other games oh christ <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's what i mean yeah like, there's tie-ins from all their borderlines it's the same universe you're just in tiny tina's D game now do we have uh like same characters there's some there's some recurring coming back with little altered names for yeah. like this universe so yes okay i like that because i think like clap traps in it nice um i can't remember his name off the top of my head he was from one of the expansions the guitarist dude oh he's in it okay okay i don't hate that like i i've yet to see someone like lilith the roland but what about brick no not yet because he played a oh, big part in three that's a lie it might be brick it might be the guy from the first game. Someone, I, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. like getting to it in the story. Like Fair I'm not enough. very far in. Fair enough. But so far you're, uh, you're liking it. Yes. I probably one of my second or third highest hours into any video game was borderlands three. Yeah. So this hits home for me. Okay. It's the same thing. There's a million, hundred million fucking weapons in this. The skill trees are awesome. Like, like it, it's hitting home. I highly recommend buying it. I will be getting it. Okay. Good. I just need a little reassurance before I fucking spent the hundred dollars on it. It is like, <laughs> and that's what it is for anyone's like. Yes, we're in Canada. It's an eighty dollar game. It works out to ninety two dollars with fucking tax. That hurts. <laughs> but it's it's the funnest game that I've played in a while. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I like it. Um, Elon Musk bought Twitter. He bought nine point something percent of yeah. Twitter. So he for is nine point something billion. He's now the Highest stockholder, not majority, because it's only like 9%. Yeah. But I think he's the highest. He's one of the highest single owners. And he bought it because he wanted an edit button. 
I don't even know. <laughs> he okay, so I don't know if this is relevant. I'm sure it is, but like it's behind closed doors. For the past like two months, he's been fighting lawsuits because since his tweets were weighing in on markets and cryptocurrency values. Yeah. The F E C Federal Economic Commission, something like that. I don't know. Light me up in the comments. I don't give a fuck. They've been getting mad at him. So he's been having to get his SpaceX and Tesla lawyers to screen every one of his tweets before he tweets it. Jesus. So he doesn't get in shit for like market tampering. Oh my God. So I guess I'd want an edit button too. That's what I mean. That's been going on for the last like two months. And then it just comes out of absolutely nowhere that he buys 10% of the company. That's so wild. Okay. And this is after he's been selling stock and like getting money. Like, yeah, he, I thought he was liquidating, and he's then he just decides to buy year. Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Do we think Bezos is going to make a run at something now? I don't think so, just because he's not—he hasn't ever really been that relevant on social media. I know, but it just seems like he doesn't like to be the second richest guy in the world. You know what I mean? I don't think he has a choice anymore. Like when you can—the reason he's had an issue is like when you can go on Twitter and be like, "Buy Bitcoin," and it inflates ten grand overnight. Yeah. That's true. Guess what? Bitcoin sucks. Get Dogecoin. Yeah, and then all Oof. of a sudden, fucking Bitcoin tanks 25000 And then they invest and they investigate the market. And it's like, why did he buy a million dollars worth of this yeah, yesterday? Right, right before this tweet went out. That's that's interesting. But, okay, I, I want your opinion, though. Because of his, like, celebrity status, do you think that's market tampering? Or do you think that's just utilizing your celebrity? Like, No, that's just utilizing who you are. I think... Uh, like, if he tweeted something like, hey, buy Tesla, big shit's going to come out, then that's probably tampering. Well, that's insider knowledge. Yes. Exactly. And that's what I would call tampering. But if I am, like, arguably one of the smartest men on the planet of all time, like, he's he's a fucking genius, I'll be honest. Well, yeah, he's got, whatever, two multi-billion dollar companies yeah. in the last 10 years. Yeah, so... Honestly, if a guy like that says, hey, I'm going to give you some stock advice, I think a lot of people are going to respect it. I don't think but it's that's not tampering. even like that. It's just like at one point it wasn't even any information. You just texted a picture of the fucking Dogecoin and poof. It's all you need. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody understands. Doge to the moon and it's going on a SpaceX yeah, exactly. rocket. So I don't know. I don't think it's tampering. I think he knows what he's doing and I think we all know what he's doing, but it's really hard to call that tampering. Okay, I, I can agree with that. Right? Like, do you understand I, where me, I am? Well, yes, because it's the same thing. It's like, guess what? If I was a multi-billionaire with his Twitter account, I would troll the world too. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. I would be releasing photos of, like, proto- is- prototype McLarens just because. I'd be like, hey, 2024, and then I would just post a picture of McLaren. Probably the only fucking billionaire that's put out a mixtape. Probably the only billionaire that smoked weed with Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, this guy's all over the map. I love it, though. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. He's I think he's definitely like a public favorite for billionaires because a lot of people are like, oh, capitalism sucks and billionaires suck and this, that and the other. But my favorite personal part of him, though, is that like when it comes down to it and you watch his interviews and you watch his knowledge, he's not the smartest in all his subjects, but like to his core, he's an engineer. Oh, like this dude in most of his interviews has like borderline Asperger's. Mm-hmm. can't do a lot of like his speech like he's got to really focus mm-hmm. like i didn't i don't know i like that and then you go to bezos where it's like yes Talking. you're intelligent yeah but it's like i picked my team and this guy does this and that guy does that and yeah. it's awesome 
It's like it's it's two different people. It really is. Oh, 100%. And I I don't think like you said, I don't think it's a a contest anymore. I think Musk is the man now. That's what I mean. If you gave each of them 5 million dollars and said, "Do something with it." Well, not even that. Do something to help the world. Yeah. Like Elon Musk wins, period. Yeah. Are we still waiting on that? What? We we talked about that like a month ago. Elon Musk was going to end world hunger. No, no, no. It wasn't that. He said he would front the money instantly if someone could prove it. Yeah, if somebody gave him the budget breakdown. Yeah, no one could. Oh, weird. Okay, so so world hunger could <laughs> There was be... no logistical way to oh. make it possible. Oh, okay. I was just curious because... Because it was the $6 billion or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Yeah, he was like, okay, I'll just sell some Tesla stocks and you can have it if you can prove it. Yeah, yeah, okay. no one could. Okay, I'm just making sure because everybody he has hates been, him. He has been followed up on that too. Like, people have asked him. He's like, I just, nothing came yeah, up. Nobody showed me a budget? Yeah. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Like, he will do it if somebody tells him how. Well, like, yeah. If you, you can't tell me that he wouldn't solve world hunger for $6 billion and buy Twitter for ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking fair point. Okay, so last thing. We're talking about Musk. We're talking about Tesla. We're talking about EV. What the hell do you have up here? I just have, because we touched on it a long time ago. Fuck, I can't even remember. Honda partnered Sony, I believe. Yes, the Honda Sony. Okay. So they partner with to make their EVs. Honda's been pushing this hard. There's been They've been doing a lot of press about it. EV, 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 different markets. And then guess what? Honda fell into the same trap as every other manufacturer at the moment. Semiconductor shortages. Can't find stock fucking anywhere mm-hmm. at all. And so they just came out with GM. So this is on top of like, we're not a political podcast, but our wonderful prime minister has come out and said that in Canada, we will only be selling EVs by 2025 or 26. Yeah. Which flat out, I think is horseshit. I'm pretty sure he thinks Canada is Tofino because he seems to go there all the time when he's supposed to be doing other shit. Yep. Or the small area between Detroit, Michigan, Sudbury, Ontario, and Niagara Falls. I think there's a small triangle there in Ontario. He's like, ah, that's Canada and <laughs> Tofino, because I like Tofino. <laughs> like, like we've talked about it before. Where we live, it hits negative 40 yearly. Yeah. Anybody without a garage or a carport. Celsius. Yeah, well, it's the same. At one point, but yes, it's at, cold at as negative fun. forty. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That fact. Fun fact. There, there you go. go. Negative forty C and negative forty F. Same. His head just grew a little bit. I'm kind of on an Elon Musk level here, so. <laughs> but anybody in, like, even in our city, I think, without a garage or a carport, is going to have a bitch of a time with an electric. Put it this way, I, I bet you within the next three or four years, I try an EV. I honestly do. I can see that. And you've I'll, talked I'll let about you it know before. that goes. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked about it before. I just, like, I run a diesel pickup. Like, I I have faith that it's going to start every morning. No, no, no. And there's no doubt about that. Like, same thing. I traded in my little car, and I just bought a big, bigger truck. Yeah. Like, same thing. I like that. I'll hold on to the truck forever. But my goal is to pay that off as my functional vehicle till a long time into the future. Yeah. And I'll get something fun again. And I would like to see the market value come down and for that realistically to be an EV. And that's the point on this. So the Honda Sony partnership came out with not much detail. And I don't know if that's still in the works or not. 
I'm assuming partnering with Sony, it's going to be a little more on the tech side, infotainment maybe, yeah, that kind of stuff. I think Honda's always been kind of ahead on infotainment. It's always felt really nice to me. And I agree with that, especially driving a Honda for the last two years. Cheap-ish car felt very high trim for what it was. Yeah. But now on top of that, Honda and General Motors have come out, announced their partnership, and they're targeting by 2027 the most affordable lineup of EVs. That is totally fine for me, and I'm okay with that. But I want these EVs to compete with Tesla. I don't want to drive a Nissan Leaf that struggles but, to do 90K okay, on the no, highway. No, no, and I agree with that speed-wise, but I want to touch on this. Because you've been around them a little bit like me. You've been around a Model X. Yep. Have you been around a P100D? No. Have you been around a Model 3? Yes. So, I, I know you know this then. Model X, it's like $120,000, $110,000 Canadian. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Very nice vehicle. Absolutely. Awesome features. Fit and finish is good. Yep. When you get to a Model 3... The exterior looks super clean, and the interior feels like a cereal Cheap box. as shit. Yes. Cheap as shit. Like, that's my biggest beef with Tesla, being in that. I've been in a Model 3, and I've been in a P100D, and if you debadge them, it would be two different manufacturers. Like, you never guess Absolutely they were the same. Absolutely, it would. 100%. And for us in Canada, to get a Model 3 with, like, a long-range battery, you're still looking at, like, 60 to 70 grand. Yeah, whereas... And a P100D, let alone, like, a fucking... Plat X is like 120 plus. Yeah. But good news. Uh, Musk announced the semis, the Cybertruck, and the Roadster will be out by 2024, I believe. Ooh. I have no hopes for that. <laughs> I, I was excited for the Cybertruck, but I don't think it's going to be a realistic market cap. No, and I also just don't think it's a realistic fucking vehicle. I think if it works, it'd be awesome because they're they're advertising now that like the towing capacity is gonna like m be way better than the Ford. Yes, it slaughters the Lightning. So like that's the biggest competition. But the difference is, you can get into a base level Ford Lightning for Canadian. I had mine priced out at like seventy k. Yeah. Where I think when the Tesla Cybertruck hits Canada, you're gonna be closer to ninety k base. Yeah, minimum I would say. So the difference is, though, and the talking point for this, is the Honda GM partnership is coming out. They've announced for 2027 they want, and it's kind of indirect like if it's going to be both lineup, if, if it's a partnership, if they're both going to come out with their own different models. Yeah. But they're coming out with lines, and I'm assuming this is American, that are sub $30,000. Yeah, but they're probably going to suck. I, that's what I mean. I don't know. Because we can't use today's market because today's market is fucked. But it's the big selling factor on this that they're coming together, though, on this partnership is they're doing a new battery tech. It's not your classic lithium or your hydrogen batteries. It's what they call Altium. And I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a marketing slogan. Like, I don't know the actual composition of the battery. That's fair. But I'm I'm just talking about the vehicle itself right now, like EV or gasoline. I don't care. Whatever. Four years ago, when the market was a market and not chaos, right? Yes. You, ha you had vehicles that you could purchase. If you wanted to get into a brand new vehicle, base model, absolutely base fucking Honda fit or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. $15,000. Yes. For a hundred kilometers. Well, like well, they were just bad. That's all. Yes. It Same was with a, the yeah. Chevy spark. Yes. They're shit cars. Yes. But like, even if you went with like a gasoline fit or like a, uh, what the hell was the other Chevy small one? But you understand what I mean. Like your your base model tiny cars, 
they were 15 to 18 K. Yes. If we get rid of selling gas vehicles, we will not see vehicles less than 20 ever again. I'll guarantee I, no, no. it. I agree with you, but it's the same thing for both of us. You bought an expensive truck. I bought a little one step down. We're still paying 20, 30 grand over what you would have paid 15 years ago. Absolutely. I just like, do you think it's realistic that we ever see a vehicle under 15, 20 grand again? Like, I just don't think with our market, you will. No, but I think even if the market returned to normal, like, I don't even know what a baseline civics worth anymore. Like S E base of the fucking base. Uh, I would guess 35. I, I bet you it's closer to like 25, but that's what I mean. You're yeah. still at that point. Yes. But I think these and EVs is- are more expensive to manufacture. Well, that's the difference. So, like, just reading this article that I have up about, like, the, the partnership coming up. Yeah. And this is American. So, it says EVs on average sold, the average cost is 56 k Okay. And that's with the cheaper end of the consumer vehicles being the Model 3 comes in at 56000 Yeah. And one of the highest selling that actually did very, very well on the market is the Mach-E. So the new Mustang. Oh, fuck me, man. And that comes in at 43K. <laughs> and see, that's the difference. I've actually gotten the opportunity to drive one now. Yeah. It was fun. It runs into the same thing where, like, I used to be a Ford guy. Their SUVs changed. You get in it, and the only way I can describe it is it's a Ford SUV. Like it's, That's all it is. It's a very shitty fit and finish. They try and get away with this vertical mounted dash that kind of feels like a Tesla, but it's it's like a Tesla knockoff. That's what it feels like. It's really bad, actually. The fact that they put the pony on the front of this car <laughs> is a fucking disgrace. But, like, yes, between me and you and respecting, like, what the Mustang is, you like them more than I do, but I can respect a GT500 all day. They've ruined the, what that means. They, I don't care. You could have a 1967 fucking Mustang Fastback. Mint. I don't care. As soon as I hear Mustang now, I'm like, oh, that car blows ass. Yeah. I, I don't agree with how they marketed it, but apparently that car is reviewing quite well. I drove one. Fuck that car. It's fun, but it runs into the same issue with me. It's like if you take that EV at that price point and you bring it straight across into a gasser around that, yeah, I think you get a better vehicle. For a 50000 or $45,000 car or crossover, because that's what the Mach-E is, I agree. I think you get better in a in a gasser. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's still too soon because the Mach-E's only been on market for two years. Call it readily available for one with our issues. Yeah. You don't know what kind of fucking issues are going to come out of this. No, no, you don't at all. And I think we're seeing a lot of that right now. Like we're getting away from your bulletproof 6.7s. You're getting away from your run forever two liter Honda motors. Yep. Like everybody is moving into... Like these save the planet unknown motors. territory, yeah, yeah, like which is great. I mean, and see, and that's where I stand tall on this, and the fact that like I was unsure if I wanted to get out of my seven liters per hundred kilometer car, yeah, to go into this truck. And again, like you said, I like my trucks, I like my tech, I like high end. I went a little base. I didn't get the new twenty twenty two refresh, yeah. And honestly, because of all this new tech and these issues you're seeing, I'm pretty content with that. Yeah. I will hold on to this. Same as yours. Same interior, same electronics. Yep. And they're going to be bulletproof through the next 15 years. 
where all this new stuff coming out where your whole cockpit's fucking screens and buttons yeah. and everything like that. I can't imagine getting an electrical gremlin and just being, oh, guess what? My fucking truck doesn't work. So like we're, we got to end this episode, but I'm going to talk about it right quick before we fucking do. The electrical gremlins happen in my truck even because like I got, I got the expensive one. I got all the fancy electronics. I got the fucking Denali, whatever. It got cold, I think, in January, and one of my door switches froze. Really? Like the electrical actually froze fucking dead solid. I could not open my door because it is not a physical latch anymore. It is an electrical latch. Yeah. I could not open my driver's door from the inside, from the outside. Didn't fucking matter. It was frozen solid. Really? Yep. And again, this is being people that just like don't have the luxury of a garage. Yeah. It wasn't even that. I think I fucking stopped at Walmart for like an hour. Really? Yeah, it was like negative 35, so whatever. It's cold. But the fact that I can't go an hour and a half in some fucking freezing snow or sleet or whatever it was at that point. Yeah. Without my whole fucking truck being just a complete headache. We're going too far, man. No, no, no. I agree with that. Like, that sucks when you have to worry about that, especially not being at home. Yeah. And I, I don't care. I have to throw my little tidbit to throw shade at you. Buying the most expensive truck that it has the same clearance as a fucking Grand Caravan. No, no, I got less than that. <laughs> I got the lowered truck, not the stock height yeah, truck. Yeah, exactly. That's all I have to say. But, like, just to end on it, like, I'm too big to be climbing over the console, man. I had, to, I had to get it. Like, my wife had to let me in through her door, and I had to climb over the console to start the truck. Like, I'm too big for that shit. We've talked about it before. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm way too large for that, man. That's fucking awesome. But let's get an ending thought. You're excited for an EV, but a higher end EV, maybe? See, and that's just it. I think so. When I commit to it, I don't want to have to question the reliability. Yeah. Like, my biggest concern is these batteries. Like, it, it's simple as this. You look at what Apple just got and shit for on their phones, having their batteries time out. Yeah. So it's like if I go in and I buy this GM Honda EV. Yeah. And I get my stock five-year, uh, hundred and twenty thousand whatever yeah. kilometer warranty. Yeah. And guess what? I hit one hundred and thirty k and my battery dies. I don't want to have to fork out fifteen k for a new battery. You know, I think I would just pay the lawyer fees after I drove that bitch through the dealership window. That's what I mean. Like that's my biggest concern, and the Teslas. And- are outlasting because i think the p100ds now like we're going on six seven years yeah i think even the uh the model x were about five so that's what i mean like the reliability is getting there but i'm really excited to see what comes out of these the the mockies even the f-150s that are incorporating a lot of this electronic stuff like for their workloads and stuff yeah the lightnings when they come out because that'll be the deciding factors we get to where they want to be. So we're 2022. You get to 2027 when they're releasing all this. We'll start seeing if any of these cars are really like lemons. Yeah, we should. Yeah. What comes out of that? Let alone Canada's a little different than the US. We have less population. Our gas prices fluctuate way worse. Yeah. But I could also see by the time everyone switches to EV, our fucking hydro is going to go up a lot, double. Oh, absolutely. We can't generate power worth a fucking dog's dick in this country. Like, we have a brand new dam going in that can province power our whole province. Guess what? We're still going to pay a fucking premium. Well, the, yeah. Like you said, we're not fucking political, but the government is not helping that one. But th- that's what I mean. Like, I want the EVs to work. I like 
so be it helping the environment we're not going to talk about the mining process blah 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 <laughs> I, I get that and it's not cut and dry yet like if i could drive around with the car with a fucking windmill on top of it that fixed it sure but you're a better man than i everyone is going to line their pockets as the way the world works i'm curious to see how it hits for our consumers me and you were both car truck people we like it yeah I like the sound of a V8, no question about it, or a V12 Lamborghini. Don't ever get me wrong. I don't even hate a fucking Viper at that point. But that's what I mean. But I want to see this come in and be functional. I will easily get to the point where I daily drive an EV, but I think I will always, always, always have a petrol engine somewhere. Yeah, yeah I agree, 100%. Okay, so that is it for today, I think. We don't really have anything carrying over this episode. This is weird. We've had follow-ups that we've been kind of catching up on the last three weeks, but... We're kind of on board. The only thing you're going to hear week to week to week now will be Halo. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be it. Uh, we're going to talk... The only thing I know we're talking about next year is Tiger year? is doing St. Andrews this year. Yes, I've seen that. So we're going to talk about that. Potentially a couple more. Yeah. We're going to talk about that and our expectations as he gets oh, further into the year. Segway before we close this up. Okay. You're done. I've poured a second. we got to revisit the drink. It's mediocre, man. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go home. I'm going to pour another one. And I'm going to play some games for like half an hour, an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I had a decent beer at home, I would be drinking a decent beer. Fair enough. Like it's So you, you hold steady on your six? Yeah. The Lemon Daddy, it's a six for me. Okay. I think you're right. Like. Straight out of the freezer on a plus fucking 30 day once again. Great drink. Yeah. But as right now at 10 p.m. on a Sunday evening where it is close to freezing outside. Mediocre. I just like how casually we are drinking into a bottle Sunday night. Whatever. <laughs> We'd, we've done a lot worse. <laughs> we've polished off bottles on Sundays yeah. before. I, I kind of agree. I leave it at like a six and a half. Yeah. Nothing's like, changed. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't get any down better. a little easier. Yeah. That probably just helps that you've had a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there you go. That ha- That is it for today. Episode 27, Lemon Daddy, whatever. 28 is your pick. Do you have anything that you're thinking of? Not quite yet. I'm going to go visit the store. All right. It took me a while to find this bottle, so good luck. We're getting, we're getting like yeah. into the back shelves in some of our liquor stores Yeah, here. but we only have... We only have one more week, and then you're going to hear us live from Bailey's Bastard Party. So that could be a shit show. Man, will that ever be a shit show. <laughs> and we're going to a different province, different liquor, more available. So That's I think true. We're, we're going to have to stock up, get a couple weeks worth. Yeah. All right, guys. As always, we appreciate everybody. Uh, we're coming out every Sunday. This one was probably going up very close to Raw right away. It will be, yep. Um. It will YouTube, be on Spotify. Yeah, YouTube has fucked us even further, and we are now in review. Yes, episode 26 uh, went live for about 10 minutes, I think. And then we got reported and taken down. Yes, it's under review, so that's all I could say. Okay, so there's a good chance that we will be Spotify exclusive very soon. We've done our due diligence, but due to our content, we are being reviewed. That's all I have to say. It's probably because I talked bad about YouTube last week. Probably. There you go. Blame Bailey. Makes sense. (laughs) I'll take that one. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, As always, check us out. Twitter, Instagram, Discord. That's about it. Don't even fucking bother about the rest. Yeah, pretty much. We'll We'll go from there. We will see you next week then. Until next time.